Welcome back, everyone, to the Department 12 podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Ben Butina, and I am joined in this episode by Chrissy Mackey. How are you tonight, Chrissy? I'm doing all right. How are you? I'm doing pretty well. Now, Chrissy, you are ABD right now. Is that correct? That is correct. All right. So for the sake of our listeners who have no idea what ABD means, <laughs> could you explain where you are in your, uh, your academic journey? I am working on a dissertation to complete a degree in uh, a, a doctoral degree in industrial and organizational psychology. So what ABD means is that your coursework is done, you know, any big tests that you've had to do are done. And, and right now you're working on a dissertation, which is some, you know, uh, contribution to our knowledge about industrial and organizational psychology. And the reason you're on the show is that you are writing your dissertation on what I think is an absolutely fascinating topic. Now, one thing the listener should know, uh, if you've never been through the whole dissertation experience, and God bless you if you haven't, uh, is that it has to be an original contribution to our knowledge. So it has to be on something um, either, you know, either a novel topic or something new, uh, theoretically, it has to deliver something new to the world and you're doing something really new and, uh, it's about gaming, right? It's about using games as leadership development. Could you just give us the thumbnail sketch of what you're working on? Sure. The thumbnail sketch is that I'm trying to advocate for the use of specifically Dungeons and Dragons to develop different leadership skills that you need when looking at succession planning and business and such. So thank you for that. So Dungeons and Dragons, uh, I'm sure most of the listeners are familiar with what it is, even if they've never played it. It's a, a table co tabletop uh, fantasy role-playing game. Uh, and when we think about games in, in the context of training or leadership development, you know, that, that's not a new topic. That's been around for a while. Um, but I think that Tabletop gaming is kind of new, or, or role-playing is new, right? Well, role-playing is something that businesses have done, especially in sales, for years. You know, it's like, okay, so you're having trouble with a difficult customer. Well, you be the customer, and I'll be you, you know, kind of mm -hmm. thing, and go back and forth that way. This is just taking it from a situation that is, you know, completely rooted in business and removing all of that and giving you, a, essentially... A fantasy world in which you have the complete freedom to make mistakes and experience the consequences of those mistakes and then line them up with what would happen if it had been a situation happening in the real world. Okay. So, you know, to my mind, the, the kind of gold standard or the holy grail of training board leadership development, and sometimes the lines are a little bit fuzzy there, is about training transfer. So the degree or the extent to which what you learn or develop in the training environment can be applied in the real world. So I wonder, are you at the point in your research where you have uh, a sense of, of how much of it can be transferred? Well, I thought I was, and then the shelter-in-place orders happened, <laughs> so mm. I have to I have to redesign my entire um, study. So once I'm actually able to sit down and do the study, we can talk a little bit more in detail about the transferability of skills. My theory is that they will be skills that you can easily transfer. I know that one of the dissertations that I was using in my research was from Dr. Nick Yee. 
who wrote a dissertation called Gaming the Quantified Self. And it talked about the development of personality traits and overcoming different, not necessarily flaws, but different aspects that are viewed negatively in a business world, like a lack of confidence in delivering a meeting or something like that. He's talking about uh, using World of Warcraft specifically and playing a specific archetype to overcome that particular situation. Sure. So for those of you who are listening to this episode many years in the future, hopefully many healthy years in the future, if you're wondering what this shelter-in-place business is about, please check the original date of release and you'll realize that we are recording this episode during the COVID-19 global pandemic. I think we're about week five or week six of the pandemic here in the United States. And so that's upended a lot of things and it sounds like it's upended your research plan too. So I'm very sorry to hear that. Uh, are you going to be able to move forward in this new reality or are you holding on until normal comes back and you can continue with the original plan? Uh, I'm going to move forward with things. I'm, right now, I'm trying to find um, a business that wouldn't mind working with me on figuring out one or two small items that they would like to train or at least explore as a training option by using Dungeons and Dragons and supplying me like three to five people. Um, and we'll run a few scenarios and, and I'm going to do it as a qualitative study just because I won't have enough ability to gather the data that I want in order to do the original idea that I had, which was to pretty much compare virtual versus face-to-face. Okay. Well, you know what? I, I think, you know, I, I guess maybe this is going to sound a little bit like I'm just trying to look for a, uh, a silver lining, but I, I will say, given how unique and novel your topic is, I don't think that doing qualitative research is such a bad thing because I think if you have people that have never played Dungeons and Dragons before, I'm one of them. Uh, I, I'm familiar with it uh, from pop culture references and things like that, but I've never played it. I'd actually love to sort of dig into the experiences of the people who are doing it, particularly if they're doing it for the first time, and mm-hmm. find out what it's like for them. Uh, one of the things I'd be curious about is, you know, why, you know, let, let's suppose, you know, uh, the transferability is really high and Dungeons and Dragons is a great way to train leaders for, you know, these specific skills that we're looking at. We got all the evidence for it. Why might I as a business or why might I as a leader want to learn things that way as opposed to a more traditional leadership development program? In my experience, having gone through some of those trainings, and in my opinion, they're very boring. (laughs) Um, No, come on. I know, right? (laughs) Because if you think about it, I prefer to compare what I do with, uh, with businesses who like to go out and do like ropes coursing and such like that. We're going to take a retreat for a weekend and we're going to go do ropes coursing. It's like, okay, that's great. But that doesn't speak to people who may have physical disabilities in doing that at least with a tabletop setting, you have the opportunity to reach more people who are better suited for leadership programs than people who can walk on a rope or, Mm -hmm. you know, go through a ropes course. Uh, I understand that it's supposed to build trust and things like that, but you can do that in that game setting too. If you're looking at it, if you're coming at it from a perspective of, I don't know my fellow players, Mm -hmm. and then somebody does something right off the bat that makes you a little suspicious of them, 
they now have to deal with the consequence of you being suspicious. Mm -hmm. And how do you rebuild that trust? So in the, in the context of the game, are all the players on the same team or is there a competitive element to it? There's not a competitive element to it. The idea is to work together to solve a problem. So <laughs> problem solving skills is one of the, is one of the things I know whenever, whenever I play with new players, I tend to play, um, I tend to play a bard. Well, I tend to play bards normally. So there's a lot of, you know, spontaneous humor and stuff. You know, I'm sure you're familiar with the show, the Witcher. Uh, a little bit. Yeah. I mean, there's the Witcher, um, you know, D&D comes up a lot in shows like uh, stranger things or the it crowd. I mean, the funny right. thing is when I was, when I, when I was a kid, it was like, <laughs> it was a thing that if you, you either did it and you knew about it or you didn't, and it was this complete unknown. Now it's yeah. definitely permeated uh, pop culture. However, I don't know that we all know enough really about how it's played to, to know much about it. So I'm just curious, like, you know, so everybody's on a team. And so I'm, I'm picturing, I guess, the Stranger Things gang in the basement of Will's house. And, and they're working on a campaign. So would your role as the facilitator be the dungeon master to ensure that, you know, the right kinds of activities are taking place for the leadership development to occur? In a general sense, like if I was impl implementing this as mm -hmm. a training, yes, that would be my role. I would also be teaching somebody else how to do that role because I probably am not hired by the company for anything longer than this training period. Mm -hmm. So I would be teaching somebody else how to do it as well so that they can, you know, work on what they need to, what they need to work on. If you're talking about my study, I'm actually planning on being completely removed from that so that I am not manipulating anything. I am just observing and writing things down and doing the interviews. Makes sense. So what is it, um, aside from, you know, obviously the shelter in place has kind of forced you to redesign your, your data collection plan and, and your research design. Until you got to that point in the dissertation, what was the biggest obstacle that you'd run into? Or, or maybe what was the biggest surprise? I was actually really surprised that there wasn't more uh, research on Dungeons and Dragons specifically as a training tool. There's a bunch of research out there on MMOs, uh, massively multiplayer online role-playing games like World of Warcraft, yeah. used in a very similar fashion, but nobody ever talked about actually sitting down with people face-to-face, -face, rolling dice, and talking about like the reactions and such that you get, because it's a very different thing. Yeah. In World of Warcraft, you have you only have so many options. Like you can only go so many different ways to to beat up on your big bad guy. <laughs> right. But in a in a tabletop setting, there's almost infinite ways of going about it. And it just takes teamwork, problem solving, uh, persuasion, being able to bluff, you know, like all of these skills what would you possibly use blush for? Well, if you're a salesman, um, you know, I mean, there's a lot of, there's a lot of things that you, that you can not necessarily learn, but you can definitely improve by playing games like this with other people face to face, or even virtually over, you know, a voice chat and a virtual tabletop. I've always told people when you're GMing and they say, well, I'm going to bluff my way out of it. Okay, do it. 
make them tell you what they're going to say, then let them roll the dice. Mm-hmm. Very cool. So I, I feel like we probably just scratched the surface of this topic, but I'm, uh, I, I'm not even smart enough to ask any more follow-up questions, but I found the conversation absolutely fascinating. So Chrissy, thank you very much uh, for, for joining us tonight and uh, best of luck with the, uh, uh, the revised research study. And uh, I look forward to reading the dissertation at some point. Well, thank you.